0: what's up guys welcome to indian markets with kr a podcast where i talk about how the indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future i also talk about a few stocks and my trades so uh, glad to see you here and let's get started what's up guys before i get started i just want to uh, make a quick note that this is the second time I'm recording this entire podcast uh, because the first time there was some error, so that is why uh, you know there's there's a big delay in when I'm posting it. It's it's 10:47 and I'm just recording it, so that is that is the reason behind the delay. And if I sound you know slightly uh, you know dead, that that's the reason. It's it's, it's damn late right now. This is normally uh, not when I record because. It, it always happens that when i record so late uh it, it just seems that I, I make mistakes and every every all the bad things that you can imagine happen so uh purely because of that if you do think if you do find any errors any mistakes and and all of those things this is the reason i'm recording it damn late uh the first time it's it's, it's actually very tragic i was done recording it completely And then I realized that nothing was recorded, so here I am again. Anyway, listen to it on 2x, it's it's going to change your experience entirely. And without any further ado, let's get started. The day saw some very interesting moves, and uh, quite, quite particularly, what actually caught my attention was Yes Bank, because despite the strongly negative news, we saw Yes Bank doing reasonably well, which uh which was interesting to see and the indices also they were relatively positive for the most part even though they are still uh you know uh, sort of indecisive you know ending on doji's and spinning tops but it is still a positive move some of the stocks in my watch list also were not negative and I'm talking about TCS here. TCS has been extremely negative for quite some time now. However, that was not the case, which is a pleasant surprise. So that, that, those were my main observations during the general course of the day. I believe ITC was a market mover today because it made some very, very nice moves. And uh, yeah, uh, now we'll get started with Nifty's analysis. Nifty closed at eleven thousand nine hundred ninety nine point one zero, up fifty nine points. Very interesting. That eleven nine 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 figure. Uh, when I saw it first, I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy." And uh, I feel that you know, it's it's close enough to twelve thousand to you know pass off as as you know something which is not particularly negative. So even though we have twelve thousand resistances, if if we look at the intraday charts, we'll see that a it was trading above 11 uh, it was trading above well 12000 for the most part b we will also notice that uh, yesterday's high acted as a crazy support because today's low did not even come close to yesterday's high so those are some uh, uh, you know good positive things as far as nifty is concerned and where it's at now what concerns me right now is nifty is showing signs of an evening star pattern and if you're wondering what that means that is when uh there is there is you know the the current candle opens with a gap up compared to the previous candle it's a negative candle so basically a green candle followed by a gap up red candle which is a uh, spinning top or a doji and then when the next candle is uh, a gap down candle basically it indicates a evening star. right now we are at that gap up uh, doji stage so if tomorrow we see a negative day that is because it's facing some pretty stiff resistance uh, and support i mean since it's very evenly matched and it's indecisive at higher levels so sometimes what happens is that it just goes down and uh, essentially that is what it means now uh, you know on the positive side if we look at Uh, you know the weekly chart we'll see that the previous candle or the previous week was a spinning top completely and so far the week has respected that spinning top and it has shown us a reversal and this reversal is a positive one so so far that is what we've seen if it does want to continue with that we should see approximately this level either being maintained or the stock going up so that is where it is on a weekly chart, also. Now, as far as the resistances goes, resistances go. The swing high, uh, and the previous swing highs, are proving to be resistances. And uh, this is very interesting because once these are breached, then it is it is it should ideally be a pretty clean road to that uh, you know all-time high level. And yeah, I mean. I'd spoken a lot on Nifty in my previous, uh, you know, not my previous episode, but uh, also in my previous episode, but in the previous recording, which got deleted, but uh, well, not deleted, but something happened to it. I don't know. Uh, But so, you know, it's crazy. Uh, I'd spoken a lot about it, but this is generally the gist of it. Coming to the day's gainers, we've got Z Limited, 7.4% up, closing at 307, and Part of the reason why it increased by so much today could have been because of the promoters selling their stake approximately worth uh, 5,000 crore or so, and it's also heading into the resistance zone. So if it's able to breach that resistance zone, great, if it isn't, then uh, it's already in resistance zone. So, you know, it's it's expected in that case. The next gainer for the day was Sun Pharma. It is 450 rupees, closing up 5.66% and it got some crazy 200 ma support 200 moving average support and while it is at a resistance zone it does appear that it's got very strong momentum i mean the rsi is 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 well above 60 which is generally a positive sign unless we see some rsi resistance but it's generally a positive sign it basically shows that the stock has momentum which is a good thing and purely because of that it might be able to just breach that resistance zone so that is where sun pharma stands i mean 450 is where it's at 450 is one of the resistances the next one comes at at 454 460 approximately those levels so that is sun pharma now coming to the top losers for the day we've got infratel leading the pack down 3.85 percent, closing at 240.90 and this might have been a combination of, uh, you know, profit booking, lack of momentum and that resistance zone uh, because 250, 255 was a resistance zone, uh, as I previously mentioned. But I, I was, you know, I would mentioned that if it is able to ride that news tide, if it is able to continue, uh, you know, floating on that news euphoria, then we should be seeing 260 levels. Otherwise, it might just go back. Uh, to its previous levels or it might just turn down and that is what we're seeing right now it's turning down to 40 rupees and uh in in general I, I i i did speak about it being at an interesting level but even then i wasn't really recommending it uh, i legally can't recommend or advise, but i wasn't recommending it air quotes and uh, neither am i recommending it right now because it is just at a confused stage in my opinion the next uh, loser for the day was IOC, down 1.58%, closing at 130.90. Looks like it's just retracing. And uh, again, it is it is one such stock which is completely, almost completely dominated by news. And it's it, it can just be terrible, terrible because it has somewhat breached its support level. But it's still within that margin of error where you could just say that it's it's you know Unisbis based type where it's it's just just below the support level so it might just bounce back up, but 8 time resistance. It's basically a very confused stock, and this uh, is something that we've spoken about so many times that IOC don't get into it unless uh, you have like legit some very strong news or some very good information. Or you just want to gamble, and I'm using that word very loosely, uh, but that is where that is literally what IOC can be. And yeah, now coming to Bank Nifty, it was a modest day for Bank Nifty, closing at 31,353.85, up 117.6 points now it is it looks it appears to be more decisive and more positive than nifty but as i mentioned before the 31350 resistance level still holds it's only just above that level and if you're wondering wh- why this level you know is so important it's because it's a gap if you look at 8th july's candle you will understand now If it does want to go back from here, it's probably looking at 31,000 levels, maybe a low below 31,000. But that is only if it wants to go down. If it just wants to continue that ridiculously linear and ridiculously steep trend line, uh, upper trend line, then it might just, you know, possibly consolidate for a bit and then go up. As far as tomorrow's expiry is concerned, weekly expiry, uh, really not too sure. I mean we've we've seen some incredibly indecisive days where the markets really move where they want to and uh, you know generally what we we have some idea you know the, the the indicators do give us a hint of where it might move and uh, you know where uh, we might see certain uh, price movements being whether the general trend is positive or negative but since the past two weeks or so we've been seeing extremely mixed views and as a result you know it's it's very hard to say how tomorrow's expiry might be it, it you know for all we know it might just fill in a gap and the beauty is that it's got gaps both sides so it might just fill in that lower gap come down to 31100 or it might fill in that upper gap come up to 31500 or so which gap it fills or whether it just stays put really depends on tomorrow because and even even when we talk about tomorrow's movements uh just because tomorrow starts off with a strong note just because tomorrow starts with a negative note either way it does is not going to de- uh sort of you know direct and dictate the rest of the day's di- uh direction because some news may happen some something might just happen with the markets and it might just go the other way so nowadays if you are trading if you are actively involved in the stock markets then be very careful i know it's been two weeks that we've been seeing some iffy days but still be careful and that is why i'm not going to say that tomorrow is going to be decisively negative or positive it's just it's it's stuck in the middle is where it's at and uh, i'm just checking to see if there is anything else that i need to cover and looks like i'm all set for bank nifty the top gainers for bank nifty leading the pack is rbl bank it is up 6.79 percent, closing at 344.65 and looks like it had some crazy 8ma and 50ma support the next and oh if you're wondering rbl bank is one bank that we've talked about so much uh the last time that we spoke about it or rather the last time that i told you that it is at a very good level is where is back when it was at approximately 250 because that support level is just so strong and from there it's now just under 350 uh the day's high was just under 350 it was 348 so it's it's definitely a bank with a lot of potential it was once upon a time it was trading in those high 600 and 700 uh, levels and uh, you know it's 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 definitely got potential Uh, assuming that the fundamentals support it assuming that the news is fine assuming that the investor confidence is there rbl bank is a good pick Uh, however as always is not a recommendation this is purely an observation Uh, if you do take decisions do it based on your own analyses if you're wrong if you're right it'll be fulfilling it'll be more satisfying either way the next gainer for the day was in Dustin Bank, up 5.5%, closing at 1469.30. It did reclaim those 1400 levels, thanks to 8MA support, however, the bad thing is that now it is facing some very stiff resistance from the big daddy of resistances, that is the 200MA moving average, and we can see that the, that the open, the day's open was equal to the day's low, however, the day's close was not equal to the day's high, in fact, it may it attempted a high and then it slipped back by a bit approximately 20 rupees or so so that is not a particularly good sign because it shows that it's got resistances at higher levels but of course 200 ma is not an easy line to pass so in fact the last time it was decisively above the 200 ma line was way back in september 2018 the last time it traded for a bit above uh the 200 ma line was back in may uh, or rather april of this year so clearly it's got a lot of work to do if it wants to breach that level in general we're, we've been seeing some very strong moves with indusind bank and these moves haven't really been sudden either the last time it breached it was very sudden however these moves have been relatively linear for the most part because it's it made its base around october and from there it uh, went up retraced went up retraced went up retraced and now it's you know attempting that breach so it does have that power it does have that strength i feel it just needs that additional boost momentum looks good too <clears throat> coming to the day's losers oh by the way i just I, I know i just do two gainers for the day i just wanted to include yes bank in this list up 2.65 percent closing at 65.85 purely because of even though it had that misreporting of npas even even though it had all sorts of negative news it still went up, which is ridiculous. I do not understand why. I'm not complaining. I have I have uh, a position in Yes Bank, uh, if you, if you didn't already know. But it's it's very crazy. I think something fishy something fishy is going on with Yes Bank. I think something fishy uh, with TCS also, but that's for another day. Coming to the day's losers, we've got Kotak Bank leading the pack, down one and a half percent, closing at one five nine nine point four five. It slipped below that 1600 level, which is not a good sign, but by the looks of it, it's, 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 it's probably just retracing from those higher levels, and uh, the bad thing is that it's below 8MA, so uh, really can't say, worst case scenario, we're looking at 1570 levels, uh, even worst case scenario, we're looking at 1550 levels, best case scenario, well, best case scenarios are the best, right, all time high, <laughs> uh, jokes apart. Kodak Bank looks like it's a bit of a fix right now. Support level, yes. Resistance is clearly. So it's it's hanging midway. Tomorrow will be a better day to decide. The next loser for the day is SBI Bank. Down 0.48%, closing at 3288 And again, hanging in the air, sort of. It, it made a new swing high uh, with its uh, open and the days high. <clears throat> and from there, it's just sort of... It just went down. Good thing is it took support from low levels. Bad thing is it ended with a negative day. Uh, it opened with the gap up, filled in that gap almost immediately. So clearly not not too reassuring, not too not too confidence inspiring, especially because it's got resistances at those three thirty plus levels. So that is why that is where SBI Bank stands. Now the best segment of this podcast, my trades. I took two trades today, TCS and TCS. No, that is not a repeat, no, that is not a typo in my notes. It really were those they really were two trades. The first one re-entered into my TCS future because while yesterday it showed extreme indecisiveness and only mild frustration on my part today. It looked like it was stabilizing. It was above the eight moving average. The prices looked all right. It also looked like it was looking for supports and taking those supports, rather than taking for taking resistance and just dumping every single thing uh, down. So that's a positive thing. That's why I re-entered into that. Uh, again, I'm hoping that this more than makes up for what I lost yesterday, and I have no grudges against any stock man. Yes Bank, TCS, any any stock is fine. Tata Motors I love, but if it's going down, I'm gonna short it like nothing personal with these stocks. I really don't care. All I care is to see those uh PNL figures rise. That that ROI is what's most important here. So re-entered into TCS hoping it pays off. Another TCS uh bet. I'm I'm saying bet because uh, tcs does feel like a bet sometimes but another tcs trade another tcs pick for to use a better word was uh my equity position and i made a quick buck five seven percent i could have made a bit more had i exited earlier or had i held it for longer uh but it's it's, it's really not that much five seven percent is it's fine the absolute amount is really not that much but i um, i think that it is enough to uh, cover my MTM uh, loss for you know the future, so that's that's fine. It's 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 really not a big deal because it, it wasn't a big amount. uh But yeah, since that that's a trade that I took, I'm reporting it here. That trade was taken again purely based on the eight moving average. I want to take it lower, or rather, I could have taken it lower at a lower price, but that's a mistake that I'd made yesterday. So I sacrificed some of the profits for uh lower risk so in my opinion that's a great trade-off especially when you talk about how shit tcs has been acting lately uh, but it is what it is i really wanted to jump on that nifty bank nifty bus uh because both of them i could have made a very decent uh, uh roi but but bank nifty was not showing me uh, very confidence inspiring signs because while it was going up very well the calls were going down and i was confused you know it happens sometimes but geez that amount was just too bad so purely because of that reason i avoided and then when i looked at it it had already increased by a fair bit if you're wondering I, i was going to catch the bank nifty trade at approximately 250 to 270 Uh, I could have probably made 150 points, 200 points on it, but not worth the risk in my opinion because Bank Nifty has a habit of acting very weird on expiry days and around expiry days. So that is why I avoided that. That's all right. Opportunity missed, but, you know, I I again took the safe route. So, yeah. Yeah. And with that, this is the end of the episode. Uh, if you're wondering why I, I sound so muted, if you're wondering why things did not really possibly flow together. Again, that's because I'm re-recording this. It's a pain, man. It's, it's, a, it's terrible re-recording it at night because I end up making mistakes. Fortunately, I guess it's it's just the habit of me recording so many episodes now. We're at episode number 69, if you're wondering. So possibly because of that, thankfully, I haven't made any mistakes so far. Um, and if I have and I don't remember, then that's even worse. But th- that, that's just how it is. Now, some, something very cool happened while I was recording this episode. Anchor, which is the platform that I used to record this, uh, gave, gave me like this, this button to add sponsored content. And uh, I, I don't think I'm going to be using it just yet because I don't know how it works and uh, because you know it just, it just doesn't matter to me that much but if you do listen to some ads during the podcast whenever you know this this might be uh, i'll just i'll I'll put it on one of the episodes soon just to see how it works uh, but if you do listen to an ad i i have no clue which ad it might be i'm just you know adding that sponsored thing and uh, not not in this one eventually but uh, you know,'m very curious to see how that works, purely because I want to experiment. I mean, I, I don't nearly have the amount of listeners I need to uh, you know make a make make a proper sort of uh, return on these sponsored podcasts. So uh, anyway, that was it for the episode. as always, if you found this fun, if you found this informational insightful, if you didn't find it anything, just message me, man. Uh, just just give me all your feedback, all kinds of feedback so. Anyway, with that, signing off.